and welcome to a very spooky episode of Batcast 66. My name's Kendall. I'm Scott. And today we are taking a break from the chronicles of the 60s Batman and Robin to go into a uh, a different series as we normally do on these holiday episodes. Yeah, and uh, like I think we discussed a little bit last year when we talked about the new Scooby-Doo movies episode two with, you know, the first ones with Batman and Robin. Like Batman lends himself to like spooky stuff pretty well. And um, so this was your decision to watch this episode um, uh, for, for this year, the year of our Lord 2023. We are looking at season one, episode three of Batman the Animated Series titled Nothing to Fear, featuring the villain Scarecrow. Who does not appear in the 60s Batman show. Yeah, even though he was an established character from the 40s. Uh, but I'll I'll get into the character's history a little bit. But first, I wanted to to ask you why did uh, why did you want to do this one? Not that I was opposed to it, but so uh, growing up, uh, my parents uh, separated pretty early uh, in my childhood. But uh, my dad, for whatever reason, had recorded like I, I'm not sure if it was like an afternoon or a weekend block of TV. I think it was a, a Saturday morning mm-hmm. block of television. And he bounced around through like different channels, like recording different shows. And this is the episode he caught of Batman, the animated series. Okay. Uh, It was probably the first run of this. So it was probably like a brand new episode at the time. Yeah. Or maybe it wasn't. Was, did Batman start airing on weekdays? So I remember when the show started and this could just be me misremembering stuff because I think it was what, like early 90s. So I was like, we we're like five or six or something when it came out. Uh, I remember it premiering at primetime because I remember watching the first episode when it first came out uh, on Leather Wings. And I was mostly familiar from like Adam West show and uh, like the Super Friends and stuff. I didn't watch the Tim Burton Batman movie at the time. But I remember watching this and I was like, it's like... I, I, I just I watched it in the way that like kids watch Doctor Who back in the day, where like you're hiding from behind your couch. It scared me so bad, but I was so compelled to keep watching it. <laughs> um, which is if we I was to pick a scary episode of uh, the animated series, that's the one I would pick to talk about. Um, but Scarecrow, you know, makes sense. He's all about fear and and what makes you scared and stuff. Yeah, tis you know? the season. Yeah. Other than the the concepts of fear, this one's not spe- especially Halloweenish, but. You know, neither was the Scooby-Doo one, just other than, like, they deal with, like, monsters and stuff. Yeah, I just think, like, these are fun ones to pull out. So this has got a bunch of uh, nostalgic connections for you, huh? Oh, yeah. This one I watched a lot. I guess we should talk a little bit about the Scarecrow. Because usually when a new villain shows up in the show, traditionally we talk a little bit about history of him. But we know Scarecrow's not going to show up uh, in Batman 66. Like, so, I mean, this is my... Disincarnation's my first introduction to Scarecrow. Same. Uh, yeah, this was way before, you know, I read any of the books or anything. And, like, I was thinking about it, and, like, he's kind of like a B, a C or maybe B-tier list Batman villain. And when you're talking about this one, I was like, well, I know he doesn't show up in the 60s show. So I did a little bit of research because I was like, oh, I wonder if he was invented after the fact. But, no, his first appearance is Detective Comics 46 in December 1940. Oh, no, sorry. That's the first appearance of Ga- Bat- uh, Fear Gas, which is Hugo Strange. His first appearance is World's Finest Comics number three. Um, but like, yeah, he's also he's 
appeared like twice in the 40s and then disappeared and then came back in like the 60s when the show was coming out. So maybe that's why they didn't think to pull from him. But yeah, he started as like a more traditional Batman villain. Apparently his like crime thing was like based on like fairy tales and like we talk and rhyme with things that rhymed with hat. Interesting. It seems super lame. And then later they made it, they leaned more into like the fear thing. Gotcha. So Hugo Strange was the first one to use fear gas? Yeah, that eventually became a scarecrow thing uh, post-crisis. Or at least the Silver Age. I was reading like the bat, the, the Golden Age era of him, when he came back like one of, like, when he does start using fear toxin, because he did do that back in the Golden Age, apparently like Batman's big fear was that all of his allies like leave him. Uh, so since he has no one to turn to, he confides in Catwoman to help him stop Scarecrow. Um, and since this was retconned as being like the Earth 2 in the multiverse, this is the one where Batman and Catwoman get together and Huntress is their daughter. Ah, interesting. So, like, I don't know if this Scarecrow kind of is what led them to maybe like getting together. Whoa, what an important villain. I think they were just making it up as they went. Yeah, like it, it, all of the times DC keeps rebooting, like they change like a lot about the Scarecrow. Have you read any comics with Scarecrow? I, I I'll like be honest with you. I don't movie. think I don't think I've read any Batman stories that are specifically about the Scarecrow, but I've read lots of stuff with him as part of like an ensemble. And like I loved in Green Lantern that he became part of the Sinestro Corps because I was re- I was loving Green Lantern, Jeff Johns Green Lantern when that was coming out. Ah. You know, since that one's about being able to induce fear, like Batman was also like they tried to recruit Batman first, but then it went to Scarecrow eventually. Which is, you know, both of those are are really cool picks. I also love that the greed one like went to Lex Luthor, but as I also love Lex Luthor as a villain. But um, yeah, I I, I know there was recently like Fear State. I don't know. I just never. He's a character I never really got into. Yeah, I I never really cared much about him. I loved like, this episode. Like I just like it was the one I could watch over and over again. Um, and I think we, I mean, we get the most iconic line of the animated series in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I figured we would point that out when we got there, but yeah, this is where the, I remember being in like every commercial for it. The yeah. Well, 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 I mean, we can save the suspense. Right. <laughs> I'll cut that out. Um, no, it's fine. <laughs> but, um, you know, we just save a little of the suspense just in case people don't know. Did you ever uh, play Arkham Asylum? No, not really. Because he was one of the one of the villains in that, and like his level was really cool. Because uh, you know, so the whole game takes place like in Arkham and like on its grounds. And depending on like what villain you're dealing with, like when Poison Ivy like kind of becomes important, like it changes the like everything gets overgrown with plants and it changes like a lot of the stuff. But uh, scarecrows, you get infected with fear gas. But like, so Batman hallucinates everything and becomes this really like trippy like. It's very different than everything else, like his boss fight. Oh, um, it's, it's kind of like a nightmare world or something. Yeah, and it's pretty cool. cool. I I know he's the main villain of the third one, which is the one I never played, uh, Arkham Knight. You know, I, you can do... He's cool. I like him as part of the world, but he's not... Like, to me, he's not a villain that I particularly get into. Like, he's got a fun parallel, like Batman and him both intentionally, like, use fear and what they do, but... Yeah, something that gets kind of pointed out here yeah. in this episode. I feel like before we move on, we got to bring up Batman Begins. Yeah, um, I liked him in that. Yeah, I thought that was like a cool story. 
But yeah. also, I mean, it was kind of just like, it, it really felt like they were like trying to not repeat the last group of villains with the Scarecrow. Yeah. Like, did Christopher Nolan, I mean, have you read anything saying like, oh, I really wanted to use the Scarecrow? Like, I feel like it's a weird choice. I know that, I didn't read anything about that, but I know that that was supposed to be the next villain Tim Burton wanted for his Batman movies. And like, I can definitely see Tim Burton's Scarecrow like very clearly in my mind's eye. That'd be pretty fun. Actually, I think he's going to be the main villain of the Batman 89 sequel comic that's coming out. Oh, that's right. I think you're right. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Um, as of recording this, it's only been solicited. I think it's going to start coming out this December. But I'm excited. I, I'm excited for that just because the last comic series was really good. Yeah, uh, that's, that's pretty. Really that's cool. Uh, yeah, I think that's neat. I think they're from solicitations. I think they're setting up Harley Quinn in it as well. Is uh, Scarecrow like kind of based off Jeff Goldblum? I don't know. I don't think I. I I haven't personally looked too much into that other than seeing the solicitations and stuff in DC's uh, previews. Um, was he supposed, was that who uh, Tim Burton wanted to play him? Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like I've read something somewhere. So I, I don't, I can't say whether it was like Tim Burton wanted to do it or they just re- retroactively did it for the comic. Okay. But something to look out for. That would right. be fun. I love Jeff Goldblum. I I can especially at that time period I can see him doing it and I think it could be fun. I mean we've we've talked about this on our last Christmas special. I'm not the biggest fan of the Tim Burton Batman movies. Yeah, because uh, you're a loser. Yeah, uh, but you know I respect them and I they at least take big swings and I appreciate that. Anything else about Scarecrow? No, we can get into it, but I I we don't need to answer this right now. But I was thinking about it while watching the episode and I thought this might be a fun topic to discuss but like if you were hit with his fear toxin what would be like your biggest fear like what you would hallucinate oh my biggest fear is in this episode also one of mine is too i think we'll point them out when we come out because i'm pretty sure i know what yours is yeah yeah I, you definitely do yeah but yeah i guess with that like like let's uh let's jump into it all right we open on uh the cityscape and there's a bunch of blimps in the sky and a bank explodes and these two shadowy robbers come running out that's just the opening of the show though don't get too excited this is the first time i've watched the animated series especially like an early episode like this in a long time i i have some thoughts about it in general now but like the first thing that sticks out to me is like man this still looks so good the art style is so striking the opening is so so good like I uh I was like watching it like kind of back when we first started Batcast sixty six, and it was like I would never skip that opening. It's so I never funny. do. Yeah, maybe if you're binging, you skip it. I don't know. Sometimes you don't though. Yeah. Uh, great opening. Uh, another thing I love about the animated series is the title cards. Yeah, the title cards are are cool. I've always loved them. Yeah, they're always like really fun. This one is just like kind of like a hazy, almost like painting of a scarecrow, just like with an orange backdrop. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Oh, I didn't see who wrote or directed or anything. Oh, I got it pulled up here. Um, uh, oh, you know what says this production number three, but broadcast order was broadcasted episode 10. Interesting. Interesting. 
Its original air date was September 15th, 1992. Uh, written by Henry T. Gilroy and Sean Catherine Derrick. Um, directed by Boyd Kirkland. And Scarecrow, we should point out, uh, was voiced by... Oh, Henry Pollock II. And then I know later when it becomes the new Batman Adventures, he's Je- voiced by Jeffrey Combs. And he, Robert England did him somewhere. I don't remember where, which is really cool because you know that's Freddy Krueger. All right. Henry Pollock II. Let's see what else this dude's been in. A lot of live action things. Oh, he was in Mighty Max. Do you remember Mighty Max? I remember Mighty Max. We had some, my brother and I had some of the toys because they were those little, they were the boy Polly Pocket. So they were like, we had like one that was like a dragon skull. And you open it up and there's like the cave like adventure inside you can play with. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was just in one episode, but I think Mighty Max is cool. Uh maybe uh next time we'll do Mighty Max Gas. He plays a character called Wild Shark in like an 80s Superman cartoon. I mean, that sounds cool. Yeah, I wonder what Wild Shark's deal is. He was in the new Scooby-Doo Mysteries and... Oh, yeah. Wasn't he in a Scooby-Doo movie recently? Like, that didn't have Batman in it? You were telling me about it? Oh, Scarecrow the character? Yes. Yeah. Not this actor, but... Yeah. Sorry, that just reminded me about that. Yeah, it was like with like Elvira and Bill Nye, the science guy. It was insane. Isn't it? It's Halloween themed. Isn't like Trick or Treat Scooby-Doo or something silly like that? Oh, maybe that's next year's movie. Yeah, we should definitely hang on to that one because I haven't seen it. And the way you described it, it sounded awesome. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, this dude's in a bunch of weird stuff, but nothing. This, I feel like, is his most notable role, uh, which is wild. Anyway, yeah. Where do we open? The college? It just got robbed. Well, or it's in the middle of getting robbed. No, because like Bruce Wayne and Summer Gleason are there. Like it's like Wayne Industries got robbed or something. Was it? I thought that it was just because I know Bruce Wayne just happened to be around. Yeah. And and this dude, Dr. Long, is like a, a fucking asshole. Yeah. Talking about how Bruce's parents would be ashamed of him because yeah. he sees him as like a frivolous playboy. So yeah, there was just like a robbery and, and somehow Wayne Industries was connected. Sorry, we don't have the best notes on that. Neither one of us. Um, so I'll yeah, be honest first... with you, I watched it last night, and I'm forgetting like I forget the details already. Oh wow! Bruce Wayne's hanging out, and Summer Gleason, who's the reporter in the uh, animated series, I feel like she might disappear once the art style changes. Uh, but she's featured pretty heavily in the early episodes. Yeah, I'll be honest with you, I kind of forgot about her until watching this. I was like, oh yeah, she was in a bunch of stuff. Oh yeah, she's she's there for a lot of it. So I know with some of the TV shows, when there were like movies were coming out at the same time, there was like a no compete clause. Because in doing my research, like the Scarecrow was supposed to be in the show The Batman, but because he was showing up in the, the Batman Begins, they weren't allowed to use him. So they used Hugo Strange instead. I'm wondering, like, is she supposed to be like Vicky Vale? I so feel like, like that would be a weird hair. I mean, she's definitely like a Vicky Vale stand-in because in the comics, Vicky Vale's a redhead and Summer yeah. Gleason's a redhead or like a weird orange haired color in this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like she would be a weird one to have a non-compete clause yeah. for have the Joker there. Yeah, I was going to say, because obviously they use the Joker and like, you know, the... the... And- 
and, and other characters. So and it's like they're using the theme song or like a, a remixed version of it. It's the only thing I can think of. Like, why why isn't she Vicky Vale, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think maybe they didn't want to have the romance angle with Bruce Wayne. I guess. Like, Summer Gleason isn't trying to make out with Bruce Wayne ever. She's just, like, there to get her story. So anyway, we're cutting between Summer Gleason interviewing this uh, guy, Dr. Long. He kind of looks like, I don't know, if Colonel Sanders was bald. I also thought he looked like Colonel Sanders. So (laughs) that was my first thought when I saw him. Um, And we cut between that and uh, this helicopter that's being flown. You don't see his face for a minute, but it's being flown by the scarecrow. And my first thought is like, this guy's like a master chemist and a helicopter pilot. And a psychologist. Like, it's not impossible, but dang, like... That's a lot of talent. <laughs> There's a lot of weird sci-fi stuff in this world that kind of goes unsaid. Maybe helicopters are a lot like easier to fly. Maybe. So yeah, as we alluded to, Dr. Long like approaches Bruce Wayne and is just like, I guess Dr. Long is kind of pissed off because like his his shit got jacked. But yeah. like he just goes up to Bruce Wayne and he's like, you know, I'm glad that your father's dead because if he was alive to see you, he would be so disappointed. That kind of came a little harsh, but like, I feel like, cause wasn't, he was getting interviewed by Summer Gleason was, and then Bruce Wayne happened to wander into the elevator with them. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he was like annoyed from whatever that was. And then Bruce Wayne kind of comes in and sucks the air out of the room. And like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like he was just in a bad spot and just kind of, not trying to excuse what he said. I'm just trying to say I understand what he said. Yeah. But like, yeah, that was that was pretty the dickhead. <laughs> Bruce was like a little kid and his parents are murdered in front of him. Like, Fuck Dr. Obviously, obviously he's going to have mental health issues, you know. Dr. Long like gets off the elevator and Summer Gleason goes chasing him. And uh, Bruce Wayne is like heading towards the lobby and he's looking out the... Uh, the back of the elevator, like it's one of those elevators you see all the time in like media where it's like on the side of a building and it's just like glass facing the 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 cityscape. Now, to um, be fair, those elevators do exist, but I know exactly what you mean. They're in like every movie. They're in every movie and it's I've never been on They're nice and cinematic, you know. For sure. Like, it's cool in this that Batman sees a robbery happen and then runs out and becomes Batman. But my thing is, like, okay, of all the people who see this robbery going down, of course it's Bruce Wayne. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I will say, it, in, in so when I watched this episode in preparation for this, I did watch some other episodes of Batman the Animated Series, and it has a lot more in common with, like, the 66 show than I think people realize or will admit. To themselves there's, oh, so yeah? there's, a lot of, there's a lot of goofy elements and like kind of suspension of disbelief stuff because people think about the show being like really dark and and serious yeah and like, I, I mean not, that's not so much this episode of being on display but there's definitely episodes with the more wacky villains where like joker has like all kinds of crazy contraptions and stuff that like don't make any sense like if this was a real world yeah unquote. And I think, uh, like, people 
like to remember this show as like being like really dark because like for whatever reason people haven't gotten over associating like dark with like quality yeah uh so yeah this show is like visually very like dark but it's not like vi like batman doesn't punch people in it yeah and there's like levity and like it's it's fun it's got a lot of fun elements for but sure like, I, I mean to be fair when this came out this was very dark compared to everything we've gotten so like at the time and yeah. like especially for like batman media for children but so, i think it exists in people's memory as yeah. like something that it's not i'm just saying like if you haven't really watched it critically since you were a kid i i understand why that's how you would remember it and like so, i I, I think it's got a fun mix of all the stuff that makes Batman great. Oh, definitely. So yeah, we get a, uh, we cut inside of this university and for whatever reason, there's only this one guard in the whole place, I guess. Yeah. Because the roof explodes and this guy's reading Tiny Toon Adventures comic I, books. I, I did notice that. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. I don't remember sure that from when I was a kid. But like, yeah. People who worked on this show, I think, worked on Tiny Toons, too. And I know they were both Warner Brothers, like, animation productions. Yes. This guy gets blown out of his chair. Nobody else comes running to help. It's yeah. just him against the villains of the episode. So we got Scarecrow, of course. But we got my personal favorite goons, Nigel and Anthony. They're so good. <laughs> I was surprised how much personality and like screen time they gave the goons. Oh yeah. They had a lot to say. Yeah. Like they were almost equal, like <laughs> equal to the scarecrow. Yeah. They were amazing. Definitely like, yeah. Like maybe as much importance as like the like evil girl characters of the 66 show. Yeah. They at least get as much screen time as the, as the average mall does. We get our first instance of uh, the fear toxin in action. Yeah, right off the bat, like, this is my phobia for sure. Yeah, I saw this. I was like, oh, this is Kendall's thing. I know you got arachnophobia. Now, people say they have arachnophobia, but, like, there's, like, a fear of spiders, and then there's, like, a terror of spiders. Like, yeah, sometimes I'm even made uncomfortable by, like, animated depictions of them, but... These, the spiders in this show are like little red diamonds with four legs. They're like nothing like a spider. So yeah. I was grateful. Yeah. I know you don't even like Spider-Man, you know. Hey, I love Spider-Man. I know. I'm just joking. I actually know someone who's very arachnophobic and refuses to do Spider-Man media. Because they mm. will probably show the spider bite them. I know that this part is for the kids at home. Yeah. But after this guy is like gassed and like, I guess, passes out. Yeah. Scarecrow's goons are like, oh, what did you do to him? And it's just like, you're like taking a lot of risks with this guy and you don't even know his deal. Yeah. I know because he has to explain what arachnophobia is and stuff too. And like, you know, I, it, it's as far as expository dialogue and like, superhero things it's fine because it's not very it doesn't take up a lot of time yeah it's just like i think it's charming because like yeah uh anthony and nigel are idiots but like it's like come on guys you gotta get your act together 
Scarecrow asks, uh, no, asks Nigel to stand guard. He's the smaller one, right? He's like the taller but skinnier one. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's the skinnier one. Yeah. And uh, Nigel, he's he's ready for anything, he says. So they start like robbing the cash reserves of the of the college. Yeah, they have like a big. Uh, I think they said they're at the bank, but I think they are in whatever the uh, like stealing whatever. Yeah, like they like they're stealing from like their vault or something. It's very weird because it's clearly like a bank vault. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. But you know, he's just like grab whatever you can, and then we burn the rest. And and uh, again, him not knowing what the plan is, he's like, "What?" He's like, "It's about sending a message, kind of like in the Dark Knight." Slash the long Halloween, because that's what they're, that, that scene's from, where they burn mm. all the money. I don't recall. What was the plot there? So in the the long Halloween, um, it's they find all of the like uh the like criminal organization money in a warehouse and they end up burning it. Um, but then they it's reappropriated in the dark night. The Joker has all of the organized crime like syndicate money. And Sorry, then, I was thinking Batman begins. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, well, it makes sense you think about Batman Begins because there's scarecrows in that. But yeah, where well, he's like burning it, and it's like it's not about the money; it's about sending a message. Just saying, like, yeah, he's not doing all of his crazy stuff for money. He's just doing it because that's what he does. Obviously, it's a little bit different than this, but like, he wants. It's eventually revealed, like, he really just wants to hurt this uh, college uh, and you know their programs and stuff as revenge. Yeah, as we expect, Batman busts in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hear from off screen Nigel yelling, Boss, the Batman has got me. I fucking love this guy. I love I him. like that the lookout actually did lookout stuff. That's like, oh, Batman's here. And that alerted them so they could make their move. So Batman busts in and he's already wearing a gas mask. Mm-hmm. Did they talk about gas in the opening scene? I thought that was like kind of convenient. So they didn't. My thought in the moment was either he saw that the one guy, the guard was gassed or because there's a fire, he did it just like as a smoke thing. Well, the fire didn't start yet. Didn't it start? The fire starts like during this tussle. All right. Cause I know he's pouring gas and stuff to start the fire before Batman yeah. shows up. So Batman shows up. Uh, I'd say seeing the guard being gassed is a good excuse. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what I thought. Because this is implied it's his first appearance with Scarecrow. Yes. I'm pretty sure it's out and out stated that because he finds out who he is eventually. Well, Scarecrow is prepared for like a gas mask because he has like a poison dart gun thing. Yeah, he's got like a way to inject it straight into your bloodstream. The gas. I guess the gas is like less potent. Are we that's my, That's my assumption, yeah. Which makes sense since it would like spread out, you know. Because, like, this not only, like, brings about fear in Batman, but it makes him physically weak. Yeah. Which we see later that the gas does not have that. Yeah, it's probably harder to get out of your system, too. Because you can't just keep breathing in, like, you can keep breathing in, like, good air and things. Like you were saying, Anthony and Scarecrow poured gas everywhere. And Batman, like, knocks into one of them and makes them drop a, a flare. So yeah, the bad guys get away and Batman's like in this fire and he sees a vision of his dad. Mm -hmm. And his dad just says the same thing Dr. Long says, but like, you know, Bruce is a failure. 
Yeah, before that, didn't Scarecrow say something to him? I was like, oh, I wonder what the Batman's afraid of or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, because, you you know, if you don't know him as Bruce Wayne, you're going to assume it's some sort of horrific, like, monster or something, but it's just, like, disappointing his parents, you know? Which I think is a, is an interesting take, especially for, like, a children's show, for, like, you know, what, what your hero would be afraid of. Yeah, so I'm wondering if this is the first, like, mention of Batman's parents in the animated series. I think it would be, because this, this it was episode three, even though it was premiered as episode ten. I, I it's been a while since I watched on Leather Wings. I don't know if they mention it in that. I think this is a good episode to like introduce that concept. Yeah, because you can explore it in an interesting way. Like this is more interesting than just like my parents were shot. So I fight crime. Because if I remember correctly, it ends with him at their grave. Yes. Okay, yeah. So yeah, yeah, obviously and they mentioned that if your parents were alive. So like they're clearly mentioned that they're dead at, you know, during the episode. Yeah. We get like a commercial cliffhanger here. Like, yeah. I thought it was like a little silly because, like, it's like the dad, you know, Thomas Wayne is just like, Bruce, your disappointment. And like the music swells and then it cuts to commercial. And just like, I get that he's also surrounded by like a big ass fire, but like yeah. him being a disappointment, like, seems to be like the big, like, emotional thing that's supposed yeah. to like hook kids long enough through the uh commercial break yeah yeah whereas like a fire is the traditional like batman how's bruce wayne gonna get the penguin did that in 66 so he's gonna throw him into a furnace yeah but in terms of like that like well he should be more afraid of the fire that's a real thing but like it got me thinking like how fears are like like in phobias specifically are like are specifically irrational I have many phobias because I'm an extremely like debilitatingly anxious person. And one of mine like makes no sense. I hate frogs the way people hate spiders. They're what? so gross. I hate when they're around. I never, I, I don't want to look at them. Like I, I, I really, they are like the way like you are with spiders. And but... I, that's extremely irrational. I get why you'd be afraid. Like people would be afraid of spiders. They can be poisonous and bite you. Like, it's just, but it's an irrational thing, you know? It's just, I don't know why I have it. It's just the way I've always been. But do, the, like, the punk frogs make you uncomfortable? Don't especially like them, but they're not in enough stuff that they bother me. Interesting. Cool. I didn't know that about you, and I've known you forever. Yeah, it's not some. It's not something I need to talk about all the time. But that said, if I was hit with a fear gas, I don't think my fear would be them, like, hopping all over me, although I wouldn't like that. Uh, my the thing that I think fear gas would affect me with is later in this episode. Actually, I think since the first one we got to see was the arachnophobia one, right? Mm -hmm. I, oh no, I think the last one we see that's not like related to Batman and Scarecrow is mine. Doctor Long's? No, oh, I will get to it when we get to it. Now I, I don't remember. Okay, is it? I know the last one is like Scarecrow gets a taste of his own medicine. Like it's not that because I'm not scared of Batman. Gotcha. But all right, well, we'll get to it. Yeah. All right. We come back from commercial. The sprinklers go off. The fire is like fine. Even though they had gasoline, I, I think it would be harder to put those flames out. Uh, this scene right here is Kendall's first introduction to Harvey Bullock. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's in the first episode. I don't think it's his first appearance in the show. But this but is yeah. my first, like, yeah. I, my first memory. I love Harvey Bullock. He was always I, one of my favorite characters. I love him so much. 
I like that in this series, he's a cop that doesn't like Batman, but is still like a good cop. I know in like the comics and stuff, they make him like a bad guy sometimes. Isn't he like also in like the Nolan series as like a crooked cop? There's a crooked cop in Batman Begins that like reminds me of him. I don't, it's been a while since I watched that. I don't think it is him, but that's the like the swear to me scene. Like Batman's got him hanging off a roof. Yeah, that's like the first time we get that stupid voice. Yeah, that's by far. Swear to me. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's fun to do and make fun of, but it's really bad. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I love Bullock so much. But yeah, I, I appreciate that, like, in the show, like, she's not in this, but, like, Renee and Toy, I appreciate that they took some time to flesh out the GCPD a bit. And he's and he's a, a an early consistent example of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's way more interesting than, like, O'Hara is. Yeah. Like, O'Hara is funny sometimes. Bullock is funny more oh. often. Yeah. But also, like... I feel like there are episodes where he's like to be taken seriously. And he's kind of right. Yeah. Like in this first scene, he's like Batman's stealing evidence and like he's getting in the way of our investigation. Like he's not wrong. There is. What's this voice actor's name? I know he's the guy who does Homer Simpson. Oh, Dan Castellaneta. Yeah. Is he Doug Hardy Bullock? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. I'm, I'm, so sure. Let's uh, just uh, double check. Now I need to know. Harvey Bullock voice actor. Oh, nope, I'm a liar. Okay. Who does his voice? Robert Costanzo. Well, he's got a similar last name. <laughs> um. Anyway, this guy, I feel like this is the first time he's ever, like, I don't know. He the way he delivers this line, what do you got there, vigilante? It's yeah. like he doesn't know the meaning of the word vigilante. Yeah. He's like, what do you got there? Vigilante? Like vigilante is like a thing Batman is holding in his hands or something. Yeah. Do you want me to to blow your mind about this uh voice actor real quick? Uh so he's every non-movie version of uh Danny DeVito. Of, yeah, like every Danny DeVito character. So he's like filling everything but the Hercules, the movie. Can you uh, insert a soundbite of climb up on the Hydra's back? Oh, my God. I've heard <laughs> that more times than I've heard him say anything. It's Harvey Bullock in like five million <laughs> episodes of the show. Climb up on the Hydra's back. Uh, um, yeah. He's also some sort of cheese in OK uh, KO Let's Be Heroes. Oh, yeah. I know that's, that's a great. show you like. It's a great show. Um, I've never seen it. Discovery, Warner Brothers, buried for a tax write-off. Yep. Great. Yep. That's art, baby. So, yeah. Batman, like, gets away from Bullock, but Bullock is, like, convinced he helped the Scarecrow escape. Even though the Tiny Toons Adventures reading security guards, like, Batman saved the day. Yeah. So yeah, we see that that character's already recovered pretty much. Yeah, at least enough that like he, but yeah, he also has like a bunch of recollection and stuff of back, so I don't know. But uh, Batman is 
kind of suffering the effects of the fear toxin the whole episode. Yeah, I think Scarecrow mentions it's like time activated like later. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, after this we cut to him back at uh the Batcave, right? Well, no, first we get the Scarecrow's origin story. Oh, that's right. I, I know the goons are like, hey, why do you hate the university so much? These I goons who asked zero questions before embarking on this crime spree. Um, and yeah, we get the origin of the Scarecrow, where he just admits that he was like always a psychopath. Yeah, which is very funny. He's like, oh yeah, when I was little, I used to chase people with snakes in my hands. I loved making people afraid. <laughs> and then when I became an adult, I started torturing people. Yeah. Yeah. And and then he's like, yeah, people, animals, I don't care as long as they're afraid. Yeah. And then, yeah, he's got like rooms where he's torturing people and they're like, and then they took away my funding and called me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and all these guys have to say like i feel like it's anthony he's like wow he really is a professor Something yeah that's really funny <laughs> like that was their takeaway yeah so we cut to the bat cave i really like this scene um yeah first off batman is so or bruce wayne is so afraid he like can't shave anymore yeah He's just like wearing a bathrobe, has like stubble all over his face. He looks like he's sick, like he's sweating and yeah, like I say he's like physically weakened. Yeah, so I guess it tracks. I fucking love Alfred. Is there any version of Alfred that's not great? Yeah, this one's pretty good. He's like way sassier in this than he is in the the 60s show, that's for sure. Yeah, but he's got his he's definitely got his good moments in the 60s show. For sure. And he gets involved in the plots more often than this Alfred does. Yes. Um, but yeah, this Alfred, he's like hanging up uh, the Batman cow. <laughs> he's like, oh, a guy who dresses in a costume running around at night scaring people. What will they think of next? Like, And like, that's kind of the big like comparison drawn between like batman and scarecrow in this episode yeah like i said they have interesting parallels you can do stuff with and i think this episode plays with it a little bit i just thought that was like funny him being kind of sassy uh and then bruce admits like i saw my father he was like disappointed in me um and then alfred changes from like sassy to supportive he's like oh well like if your dad was alive i know he would be proud of you because i'm like very proud of you i know that um sometime over the course of like batman existing alfred went from like his butler to more of like a father type figure i'm sure it happened in the comics before that but i know that this show like leans into that more like that's not really a thing in 66 yeah in 66 alfred is very much a guy who works for bruce wayne yeah and like i think they get along and obviously he's like a part of the whole thing like it's not like i know that that version of bruce wayne's very fond of alfred but yeah this it's more of like uh, a parental relationship and they kind of take jabs at each other more often yeah i love their relationship in this i, I love that they yeah they they both will take jabs jabs at each other in like a fun way yeah i um, like that this batman even though he's more serious than like other batmans before that he's still got some fun in him like 
it's not again not on display much in this episode since you know he's suffering with like a fear toxin but i do know he does make fun about like he will make jokes and stuff from time to time yes and i feel like ah kevin conroy he was so good man i was thinking about that watching this is like i can't imagine a better batman voice actor i especially love what they did in the earlier seasons before it became the new batman adventures i know you and i have talked about this over the years i love that his bruce wayne and batman have different voices well so if it's not really on display so much in this episode because like his interactions with alfred are like under the influence of the fear toxin if you watch this show especially in the first season I feel like I can pick out three voices. You oh, have really? Bruce Wayne, you yeah. have Batman, and then like specifically in scenes set in the Batcave where it's just Bruce and Alfred, there's like a third voice that so, like is the cadence of Bruce Wayne, but with the like tone of Batman. So you think that's like Bruce Wayne being actually himself and not having the persona of Batman or Bruce Wayne on? Yes. All right, that's really cool. I've never noticed that, but now that you point it out, I think I I definitely get what you're saying. Yeah, it's it's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Like, oh god, get, like no one did, and like I feel like no one really talks about it either. Everyone's like, oh, he's so smart. He has two different voices, but like, no, he has. There's three, three. voices, and it's like he's and got that's two fake thing, voices. Yeah, yes, and that's a thing that I think really gets lost in especially in like the justice league show yeah because he's just batman's voice all the time yeah i will um i will say there's a youtuber i watch called matt baum um b-a-u-m-e that's his last name he does a lot of like media stuff focusing on like gay characters or gay actors and stuff uh throughout the years and he did i think it was in production before kevin conroy died but it came out about that time about kevin conroy's like career and and everything um and it's really good because he was a closeted gay actor like i know that until he wrote a story about his life in a batman anthology book like comic book um that's like kind of when he like came out to like the public but it's really a really good video uh, video and has lots of lots of interviews with kevin conroy talking about his philosophy for batman why he picked this one because he was trying to be like a real serious actor but he couldn't make it and then this kind of came along and it was seen as like just a stupid kids thing. But like he was able to like see himself in the character, both as Bruce Wayne and as Batman, because as like a gay person, he had to put on like a false face. It's really good. And his uh, the way he he like understands Batman on like a level that I think uh, not a lot of even Batman fans understand him. Not saying like we're even like you and I are even experts on Batman, but like it's it's really good watch. And it's a really good video. And I, I recommend people check it out. I love that. That's great. I mean, I don't well, love that Kevin Conroy had to be in the the closet. Yeah, but uh, he was, but but like uh, he really loved being Batman for people. You know, like he loved meeting people, like fans and cons and stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, that makes me happy. He's so good. I I I kind of wish that that third voice was was on display here. Yeah, um, but I'm sure at some point. In the run of this podcast, we'll do another animated series episode and maybe we'll catch it. I know um off just just talking about like ideas for like stuff to talk about on the show. We we have talked about a couple of Batman animated series episodes that would might be worth 
bringing up every once in a while. So, because cool. it's as, as much as we love Batman 66, like this is more the show I, I definitely would say I grew up on, even though I did watch this other show a lot as a kid. Yeah. I, yeah. 66 was hard for me to catch. And this was definitely yeah the Batman of it, it was. We were specifically the target demographic for the show when it was coming out. Yeah, for sure. All right. So, one thing we forgot to mention in the previous scene where the the scarecrow's revealing his secret origin as a child lunatic psychopath. One of the goons is reading a newspaper and it says university charity ball tonight on the front page. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. After the scene in the uh, bat cave, we, uh, we cut there. It seems like it's a good time. I don't know. But then uh, the golden age Sandman robs the place. Yeah. I thought about that too because the new the Golden Age Sandman just had a new book come out like this week. Oh, really? Yeah. So like, it's funny because it's just. I mean, his mask is just a gas mask. It's a gas mask, but also, isn't he wearing like a? He's got like a trench coat or something. Yeah. I feel like coat. he like looks a lot like these dudes. Yeah, like I, I thought. The, I thought the same thing, but that's just because like it, he's a very pulpy kind of supervillain or not supervillain like hero design, and this. The Art Deco style of this, like, kind of leans into those kinds of, like, incidental characters, designs. Because these are just the clothes they were wearing before they just put a gas mask on. True. Yeah. I don't know. I was just like, oh, yeah. Sandman. So, yeah. They're robbing the joint. Scarecrow comes in. He's gassing people. Yeah, everyone's hallucinating. It reminded me of, uh, I don't remember the episode's name. It was the Riddler, like, silent film one where they go to the party and, like, he drugs everybody and they all go insane. <laughs> He gets so you don't have Dr. Long's fear of like being a skeleton. <laughs> no, I understand that I have a skeleton inside me. <laughs> yeah. Somehow, uh, Scarecrow, I wonder if uh, that's uh, you could headcanon that that was like revealed to Jonathan Crane in their shared past. Yeah, perhaps. But he like drugs Dr. Long and like knows that his fear is like death or something. And Dr. Long, like, looks at his hands and their skeleton hands and he starts losing his mind. Batman shows up. Scarecrow's like, what the hell? Like, how are you, how are you still moving around? How can, like, how are you doing this? Yeah. I um, think you hear, I think you hear he sees Batman's under the effects of it again. And he mentioned something about being like time release fear toxin. Scarecrow gasses some more people. And this lady just is like, freaking out like thinks that batman is a giant bat and just starts like beating his ass with her purse yeah this is why it made me think about it because all of a sudden everyone attacks batman yeah so no i understand that a a fear response is fight fight or flight and this is the fight part of it i would run away from a giant batman (laughs) like i would not attack that well, TJ, there's this one guy, they like, the camera focuses on him, and he's like, so pissed that Batman yeah. is like there. He just like, his hair's all crazy, and he's just like, has his fist clenched in the air, and he like charges Batman, and everyone jumps him. Uh, he's my favorite character in the franchise. Yeah, mine too. He's the. Do you think he's the animated series version of Bob? Wait, Bob who? Like from the '89. Oh, yep, for sure. He's your number one guy. <laughs> he's my number one guy. 
Yeah. Oh, God. Bob is the best character. In the... We'll definitely talk about Batman 89 at some point. Yeah. Scarecrow gets away on a blimp. This world yeah. it's like one of the things of this version of Batman. And that's one of the things I really like about this. Like, it's got this weird timeless feel to it because of all the like art decisions they made. Because nobody has like there's no police blimps and stuff in real life but like the tvs are black and white but like they've got like kind of futuristic technology and things like i don't know it's cool we get a pretty funny scene that feels like it could have been in the 66 show we're like scarecrow's like we got we got everything we wanted we got long batman we beat him and then anthony like interjects he's like oh yeah well then who's that and it's just like (laughs) Batman is like, I don't know, swinging to the top of the, or climbing up the side of the blimp or something crazy. Yeah, he like grappled the side of it and is getting up there. And at this point, Scarecrow's just like, the fear toxin will take care of it. And at this point, I'm like, my dude, he's been toxined up for like almost 24 hours now. Well, at this point, doesn't Batman have another vision of his father? Like when he's hanging off this thing? Well, he's just just about to. Okay, because I know that's when he overcomes it. Yeah, but I'm just like, I, I feel like at this point, you got these dudes with machine guns. Just be like, yo, just fucking pick them off. Yeah. Let them drop to the, the even if the gun doesn't kill him, he's going to fall to the ground. Yeah. yeah. And even if that somehow doesn't kill him, you'll get away. But like Scarecrow's just like, ha, the toxin's going to finish him off. Maybe he wants the toxin too, because it's a fear thing. Like that's, he's getting off on it, you know? Damn, you're right. Thank you yeah. for fixing that for me. Yeah. As you were saying, we get he gets another vision of his father, who's like the devil slash a skeleton skeleton. Talking about how much he hates him and how much he's disappointed in him and what a failure he is. Yeah. And uh this is where we get the line. Yeah, because he, you know, the idea is he's overcoming his fears. He knows it's irrational, like he knows that's not true. And he has to like kind of declare it to himself and the audience. Uh, that he's not and uh you know if you want to take it from there me all yeah. right uh yeah first off he's like you know he's like i know i'm not i know you're not my father and i know i'm not a disgrace and then we get the line i am vengeance i am the knight i am batman which i think is kind of a silly line a series of lines i never got into that the way people do like yeah. when the like when the trailer for the Batman came out and he's like, I'm vengeance. I'm like, that's so stupid to just say to somebody. It is very corny, but yeah. is such a, it's a good moment in this episode, but because it's like, was using like, I feel like because it was using like all of the marketing for this, like it's become like the synonymous, like Batman thing with like the general public. And I don't think it's, I don't think it's that cool. Yeah. It, it has a or lot of staying power. Especially uh, like, I know they use it in the Batman because like he starts off for vengeance, but like realizes like that will it's a path of destruction. He needs to be something more, but that's a character arc for that movie. I'm so it's at least a jumping off point. It's not just like I'm saying this to be cool because they make fun of him in that like Penguin calls him vengeance to rise. Oh, look, hey, it's vengeance because he tells people I am vengeance and that. So I appreciated that they made fun of that because I thought that was very stupid in the first trailer. I was not excited for the Batman. <laughs> I still need to watch it. It's good. It's long, but it's good. Batman starts swinging himself back up to the the cabin of the, or the helm, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I don't know what it's called. The bridge, maybe? Yeah, that makes sense, too. I I don't know what you call it in a dirigible, but like the control center of it. Yeah. 
He kicks through the glass, which I feel like shouldn't be a thing a man yeah. can do. Yeah, for something that flies. Yeah. But uh, that's what he does. I guess he's just that. I mean, I can suspend my disbelief. Uh, yeah, I can. I'm All already this bought. other shit has happened, I guess. Yeah, I, I, that's the least of my, uh, my hangups at this point. Yeah, Nigel gets hit with some of the fear gas. And, and this fear? This is I'm, your fear? I'm intensely claustrophobic. Oh, okay. Well, it's not really play. I get why you would say claustrophobia. All right, so I know it's like he's like in a jail cell and it's getting tighter around him, but he's like, the, he says things like the walls are closing in. Like, I think it's not necessarily like a jail cell. Like, it's just, I can't, like when we were, like I was a kid in school, like I'd freak out if our desks were too close together. And I couldn't articulate why to people. Like I was trying to think of the word contained when I was like a kid, but I would say contented. And that's obviously the opposite of what I meant. <laughs> um, but like I, I used to freak out and, and I, 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 I hate tight spaces. Damn. It's one mm. of my main things. I don't like heights. I don't like a lot of stuff. And I think in a lot of it also kind of stems down to like, like not having control. If that makes um, sense. Um, yeah, that makes sense. So that's one of my big, big things. I think that's what would get to me the most. I would like have a panic. Like I was thinking like that would send me most into a panic attack. Wait a minute, Scott. Weren't yeah. you like a crow gunk main? I never used crow gunk. Okay. I don't know why I thought you did. No, I don't. I don't like crow gunk. Okay. Gotcha. So sorry. Yeah, it's fine. We can talk about our history with Pokemon later in a different episode. Yeah, I I, I just wanted to check in with that. No, I, I didn't like Krogan. Because I, like, I obviously don't use any of the spider Pokemon. I kind of like Poliwag, but that's the closest I get to liking the frog Pokemon. I hate Greninja and, and stuff. So. Oh, wow. Poliwag isn't... He's a tadpole. To me. He's a tadpole. He's barely a tadpole. He's like yeah. a circle guy with a tail. Well, then you see what he's actually based off of, and it's the see-through tadpole. So you see its guts, which is where the circle comes from. Oh, weird. Awful. Yeah. I think it's, I don't know if it's from growing up between two man-made lakes, but like my house is always like surrounded by frogs. Uh, I don't know. I've always, I've always hated them. Whoa. Anyway, that, but I think, I think a, a, a box being like putting something, it's like I, I, if it's that intense, like I would feel like I couldn't get away from it. If it was frog stuff or other like monsters coming at me, I would feel like I could get away from it. Whereas like this would be more, much more debilitating for me, because like I think I'm stuck and not be able to move, and then like you know, I wouldn't actually be able to run in real life. So you'd be able to just murder me real easy. But that's mm. that would be what happened to me if I get hit with fear gas. Right. And it's a, it's a common one, which is so I'm not surprised it showed up in this. Like I wouldn't be surprised if one of some person was like thought he was falling forever. You know, that's another real common fear is falling. Yeah, I wonder if we'll get that in a different scarecrow episode if we ever yeah. get. Speaking of scarecrow, he gets yeah. away with like a different set of like ace piloting skills. Yeah, it doesn't it detach like the turtle blimp, and he's got like a little glider. Yeah, like glider. and he's just like flying it through like the skyscrapers and he like gets away yeah it's pretty cool this guy can do everything batman saves um what's his name dr dr long dr long and i'm just like 
I hope Dr. Long like changes his ways and stops being such a dick to people. I don't know anything about this would make him change his ways about that though. Just like being grateful to be alive or something. I don't know. This isn't a Saw movie. Fuck Dr. Long. Yeah. We cut to Batman driving down the street and he's trying to like do some research. Yeah, I think his analysis from like a piece of Scarecrow's fabric he tore off in the beginning of the episode like comes back, right? Yeah. So it's like, oh, only like four companies make this material. And we get uh, two fun uh, illusions to like other PC media. I picked up on one of them. I don't know what the second one is, but like what the last one they mentioned is Star Labs, which is from Superman. And this is the first time I noticed that. I was like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. First obviously before they made the Superman like sister series, you know? Yeah, I think this is probably like the first mention of Star Labs in the DC animated universe. Which I've been on the record saying many times it's my favorite version of DC, including the comic books. So, I mean, it is yeah. really good. Yeah. Although it does have, uh, I don't know, uh, what's that show? Static Shock? Is Static that Shock. And yeah, Static Shock. Static Shock. Anyway. I never watched it. Uh, we also get like... Uh, it's not called Axis Chemicals, but it's Axis like Industries or something. Oh, so is, is it that? But they didn't want to use Ace Chemicals. Well, in Which the Axis, yeah. in the Tim Burton movie, it's Axis Chemicals, not Ace Chemicals. The Tim Burton movie. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's oh, it's it. I, it, it's Axis. I thought it was Ace though. No, it's Axis Chemicals. I trust you. You you watched that movie more than I did, but like. I always thought like it was called Ace Chemicals because the Joker, they're both card references. Yeah, definitely. I don't know why they changed it, but. I mean, that's fun. You know, I wonder if they were trying to do that to have some parody. I guess they didn't really care because the Joker is very different in this than the Jack Nicholson Joker. Yeah. But, you know, it's just another thing like that makes this show similar to that movie. Besides like some of the atmosphere, tone and theme song. And the Batmobile design. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was pretty fun. Yeah, I got really excited with Star Labs. I was like, oh, that's fun. I like that. Huh. So Batman cross-references everybody who's worked at these companies with people who went to or... Were associated with the university at all. Yeah. And we get a hit with uh, Jonathan Crane, who... Has his own company. Yeah. Which, um, I mean, that kind of goes to show, like, it really was all about revenge. Like, he was yeah. a successful dude. Somehow, in the science of fear, he made, like, a pretty big living. Yeah. I didn't realize, like, what he worked for the government or something is making, like, biological weapons. Yeah, I mean, that... Do you think that <laughs> if he was... Oh no, because he was used in the, the the Nolan movies. Do you think if that like in a realistic setting, like do you think that like they they redid this, like they would make him something like that? Why was he making fierce stuff in Batman Begins? I forget. I know Raz Al Ghul was bankrolling him so he could destroy Gotham City. Yeah, I don't really know. I, I need forget. to give it's been a while since I've watched it. Yeah, same. I need to give it another watch. I love that movie until Batman becomes Batman. I think it's more interesting when he's Bruce Wayne. It is pretty cool when he's Bruce Wayne. I I don't know. I, I do. I loved that movie a lot. And of course, I, the Dark really Knight. Yeah. I love The Dark Knight. For whatever reason, 
it just like once Dark Knight Rises came out, I was just like, it really took the like excitement out of those other two. See, I didn't mind Dark Rises that much, or Dark Knight Rises that much, but uh, it feels cheap to me. I, I don't know. I love the Dark Knight so much. Like I always say, it's between the Dark Knight and Batman the movie, which is my favorite Batman movie, because like they're and they're both kind of the extremes of what you can do tonally with Batman. Through that, I do think. Batman the movie is more watchable. It's I mean, shorter, Dark Knight it's shorter and more fun. Yeah, Dark Knight is is amazing. Yeah, it's great. It's it's in no way like a bad movie. I just thought it was so good, and I think right maybe we'll do Rises or something on this podcast. I don't like that movie. I think we'll probably eventually hit up all of the Batman movies, or at least most of them, at some point. I'm down. Just they're, they're fun to talk about, and they're fun way to break things up yeah uh, like we talked about you know uh dark uh not dark Knight returns uh batman returns last year for christmas because it's a christmas movie and it was the 30th anniversary maybe we'll get an anniversary of one of the nolan movies and we'll talk about those back at scarecrow's hideout i was about to say stately scarecrow manor he's uh he walks in this is the first time we really get to see his adult face which looks just like his child face yeah he just grew up like he got stretched out. His head is huge for his body. Yeah, I was, was going to say, it doesn't make sense how he fits in his costume. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'll take artistic licenses. I'm, I'm okay with it. Um, He's pissed because like he didn't get the revenge he wanted and he was so close. He almost got away with it. Wasn't for that meddling Batman. Anyway, he hears a hiss somewhere. And he sees that his canisters of fear gas are just open, releasing into his room. Yeah. I really like this scene. Yeah, it's a good scene. So he turns them off and he's like, he immediately knows like something's up. And like, he knows that Batman's there. So he like even imagines a giant bat. And then Batman is just like walking towards him. Like, and this I think is in the real world. But like Batman's just like walking towards him like really slowly and menacingly. Yeah. And then just like picks him up by the collar and is just like shaking him. He sees him as a giant monster. Yeah, like the fucking it was a Chernabog from Yeah, from... exactly. Yeah. I was gonna point out that he just it turns him into Chernabog. Yeah. It, I don't know, it's cool. I like that scene. Yeah. Because it's just like Scarecrow isn't a He's not a physical threat. Yeah. So it's fun to like turn his own thing against him. He, and Batman didn't even need to do that. Yeah, <laughs> he could have just rolled an up and, Yeah. Um I think giving a taste of his own medicine is a good a good move on that. It's also like Batman's not afraid anymore. Like in the shows that like even the master of fear of Scarecrow is like also got fears and is afraid of stuff. Yeah. You know. Uh, back at police headquarters, a sentence I usually say at yeah. the 60s show. As soon as you said that, I was like, I like broke my brain for a second. I was like, <laughs> my, my head went to Gordon's and Chief O'Hara in that office set. <laughs> uh, well, instead of Gordon and O'Hara, we get Gordon and uh, Bullock. And yeah. Bullock is like, yo, fuck Batman. He's yeah. in on the thing. And he's like, I'll eat my I'll eat my badge if he yeah. turns out to be a good guy. Yep. 
And uh, yeah, Batman kind of has Scarecrow up uh, hanging from like the office fan. Yeah. yeah. Which would just rip the office fan out of the ceiling, but whatever. It looks cool. Yeah. And he's got a little Batman like logo pinned on him. It's a very Spider Man. I was going to say your friendly neighborhood Batman, it says. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, yeah. And then we cut to the ends. Yeah. Which is like. The first Gordon's like, yeah, so about that badge. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty funny. I, their dynamic is way more interesting than Chief O'Hara's and, and Gordon. Oh, God, I love it. I think it's because they're two on the same side in the 60s show, which is fine for the time. But like, I like that there's a bit of an adversarial thing between them. It just gives <laughs> the cops a little more personality. Definitely. In, in a child-appropriate way. It's not like someone's on the take and stuff, you know. It's like police corruption and things, but they're like slightly less like worthless in this show. Like they get episodes where they show, but like here they don't do anything. Yeah, that's because this shows this episode specifically is trying to talk about explore other aspects of Batman. Yeah, like they don't they don't really need to be in this as part of the story. Like if they didn't show up at all. Like, we wouldn't have missed anything, you know? Yeah, just uh, the voice actors wouldn't have gotten paid, I guess. Yeah, I'm glad they got paid. Or maybe they would have gotten paid for nothing. Like, I don't know how it works. Some Yeah, some people get paid per episode. Some people just get paid just to be on call for the season. Yeah. But these are like regulars. I don't think there's they're not guest stars, I'm sure. So I don't know. No, yeah, they're, they're in pretty much every episode. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we cut to the end. Batman, who is looking, he looks so familiar, like a, an anime character, and I can't quite put my finger on who oh, it is. I'm not sure what you're referring to then, so. Yeah, there's just some anime character, because he's wearing like this black trench coat and like black sunglasses. Oh, does he thinking the guy from Big O? Maybe, maybe that's it. Because I'm like, pretty sure that, that character is supposed to be based on Bruce Wayne. Yeah, no, for real. Okay. You're right. Maybe that's him. Okay. Because I was just like, who does he look like right here? And he's just like at his parents' grave and What's flowers it's like down? pretty dramatic ending. Yeah, he walks away, his shadow is Batman's shadow. Which, which cinema sins that doesn't make any sense is it that's not how a shadow would be cast this is a bad episode <laughs> i i hate good. i hate that kind of media analysis obviously it's done you know stylistically yeah to show, to show that he's batman you know inside and out yeah so yeah it's it's, it's so good the show is so good in general yeah um, so you you didn't seem super thrilled on it. Did did you come around at all as we no, ended it together? Not really. I found this one kind of boring. Um, like it's not it's fine, but there's way there's episodes of the show that are like permanently tattooed into my brain, and this one doesn't come anywhere near those. Like if it wasn't for this one, if I was going to back and like cherry pick episodes to watch, there are two scarecrow episodes that jump out to me more. Um, the one where he takes away Batman, like Bruce Wayne's fear. 
Um, and there's the one where Batgirl dies. Oh yeah, dang, that one was really good. And they're both after the redesign, and he like is way scarier looking. So he actually gets redesigned before the rest of the characters. I think he has like two appearances like this. See, I thought he only had this one like this because I know he gets a slightly different one where he's got more of a face in his mask. Yeah, like, like eyes and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Maybe he only gets this one because yeah, he he very quickly like still in the first season gets a redesign, and then yeah, in like. In the new adventures, he kind of looks like a... Like a Grim Reaper. Yeah, or like a Jeepers Creepers type thing. No, it's Jeepers Creepers because that's a scarecrow in that too. But um, yeah, and then he becomes voiced by Jeffrey Combs, who's like a really good scary voice actor and I, one of my favorite character actors. Um, Not the least of which because of all of his Star Trek roles, but um, you know, he's the reanimator, so he is like unhinged and can pull that off. Um, but yeah, like it's not bad. So there's other episodes I probably revisit before this, but I didn't hate it. I do remember Batman's hallucinations vividly from when I was a kid, like especially the second one with his dad when like he turns into a skeleton and stuff, not the fire one. I remember that very much from when I was a kid and thinking that was really cool. Maybe I did like the I am vengeance, I am the nightline when I was a kid. Like as the older I got, the more like I did not like that line. Yeah, and it just like seems like a weird thing to like stick with. Yeah. Oh, there was this part. Uh oh crap. Early on, I don't know if you got this. I forget what the line was, but like it's early when I they first Scarecrow's first doing a thing. And he says, like, I am fear or something. It made me think he was gonna launch into a Darkwing Duck like entrance. Oh yeah, he was like, I'm like, the terror. terror or something. Yeah. But it's like I'm the terror of Gotham. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah. My, my brain was like, I'm the terror that flaps in the night is like the next Yeah, line. that's yeah. immediately where my brain went. Yeah. <laughs> um I mean he also uses a gas gas gun and stuff. So Oh, he does. Suck gas, evildoer. Uh, I love Darkwing Duck, but that's a maybe a different episode special episode. Because yeah. there's a lot of Batman in that, too. Yeah, it's very Batman. And like, and, like, as a kid, I got the parody. Like, is obviously they have a clown villain and stuff. You know. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's a good episode. I'm glad we... I'm not upset we watched it. I don't really have anything negative to say about it. Yeah, I just thought it would be a fun, spooky one. And it's one I, that I really like. Really... I appreciate your, your nostalgic connection for it. And, like, any excuse to watch the show is a good one. You know, yeah. I'm sure we'll find plenty of excuses to go back to this well. Oh yeah, we will. But yeah, I'm excited. I know we we maybe should do Mask of the Phantasm next uh, Halloween. Oh yeah, why didn't we think of it this Halloween? I don't know. This one was uh, we want. I think we wanted to do something a little lighter and fun. Like this is a 20 minute episode versus a movie. True. Uh yeah, because I mean, after this episode. That's the one I had on, I also had on tape, you know? Oh, you had that? I didn't know that that was a thing until way later. Whoa, I saw that in theaters. I'm so jealous. I I probably, it was in theaters like super quick. Yeah, dude. I remember there's this scene where he's like running through like a building that's under construction and like 
the police are like shooting at him. Yeah. He gets like, I feel like he gets like nipped by a bullet or something. Yeah. He's like bleeding. And I just remember like being in the theaters, like thinking oh it was the most intense thing ever. I don't think I realized that was a thing until I got a job at Blockbuster. Cause I think I really oh. saw it. Yeah. God, it's so good. Yeah. It's, oh, it's great. It's arguably the best Batman movie. Yeah, that that's true. It's an, ar- it's an argument. I'm not saying that it is or it isn't, but yeah, I remember as a kid being like disappointed that, and like this goes for a lot of the animated series. Like, I, I've said time and again, like Robin is like is my like favorite. Like, but like as a kid, I remember being like, oh man, Robin's not in this movie. That kind of yeah. sucks. But I mean, like, it's, it's also telling Batman's origin. Yeah, and it's so much better for it. Yeah. Like, so many of these episodes are. Like, it's really cool to see Batman on his own doing yeah. his thing. I mean, like, that said, one of the things I like about the animated series is, like, Robin is around, and he just is occasionally involved and is occasionally not. Yeah, and I think they, like, pick and choose which one he works for very well. Because, yeah, it's this one's more of, like, a character study on Batman slash Bruce Wayne, like, an element of him. So, like, having Robin there, like, Alfred is enough was enough of someone he could talk to about it. Yeah. And, you know, and Alfred being a more mature parental figure, since his fears are parental related, makes a lot more sense to talk to than Robin. Yeah, you know? for sure. Because, like, also Alfred knew his father, you know, yeah. versus Rob- Dick Grayson didn't. Yeah, and like, what's Dick Grayson gonna say? Oh, your dad would be proud of you. Like, it doesn't carry as much weight. Yeah, it means nothing. It's just a kid, you know. Like, yeah, exactly. Not that it means nothing, but you know what I mean, comparatively. Like you said, yeah, it doesn't carry as much weight. Um, but yeah, like it's it's a it's a good episode. Um, like I said, there's other ones that just stand out to me more. Yeah, like in terms of, in terms of general episodes and in terms of scarecrow specific episodes. Yeah, well, we'll get around to more. Yeah, like, like if we were just talking, like if we were to talk about the episode that was scary, it's like I said to me, it was on leather wings. That scared the hell out of me as a kid the first time I saw it. Oh yeah. So maybe we'll talk about that next. I don't know, but there's plenty of uh, there's plenty of Halloween's. That's true. Not gonna work. All right. Well, anything else we want to say about Halloween? I mean. Uh, you know, make sure you check your candy for like super villain tricks and stuff. Oh yeah. Um. Cool. Well, I guess with that, we'll sign off. Yeah. We'll happy Halloween. You. Yeah. Happy Halloween, y'all. Um, and uh, we'll see you here next time. Same backcast time. Same backcast channel. 